I'm very excited to yeah. tell you this story. Yeah. So we got a gentleman standing by here in a minute, and we're going to explain exactly who he is real quickly. But I want you to understand that this is very like going back in my life yeah. time right oh. now. Because many, many years ago, a nightclub opened in Peoria called Second Chance. Second Chance was managed by our good friend Joel Allen. Mm-hmm. And as a young man, me and my buddies spent an awful lot of time there. The very first band to play there was a band called Jade 50s. They were from Chicagoland, and they're great musicians, and they did a 50 show. A show. I mean, they're a show. Yeah. And they came frequently, packed the house. We always had a blast. They probably played, because I grew up in Bensonville, I think they played at, like, our high school. Well, they might have. Uh, yeah. They, well, we'll get the whole story here in a second. I just want to say this before we get to Joe, is they'll be at the 3300 Event Center, which is formerly Second Chance, yeah. this Friday, now, two days from now. We had two people tell us how to pronounce his last name. Joel, who ran Second Chance, and Phil, who grew up with his brother, who got it wrong. Yeah, it's Cantafio. Hi, Joe Cantafio. (laughs) How are you? Good morning, guys. How you doing? I told Danny the other day, Joe, you and I spoke a couple of weeks ago, and Dan's from uh, Bensonville, and I'm from down here. I said, Danny, Joe is every great Chicago guy we've ever met. Everyone. Because <laughs> I felt like I knew you already when the minute we started talking on the phone. Well, you know, it, I, and Dan is correct. I played, we played the high school. We played every high school in the Chicago area. Yeah. And that's how we got popular. We had a very smart manager who was also our high school teacher. And, and we started as a joke at Oak Park River Forest High School. And the Chicago Daily News at the time put me on the cover and then they told the story of how they had this band that played 50s music. We only knew 10 songs, so we played them over and over and over. <laughs> and, uh, so that, uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. This was May 11th, 1973. I had no idea what my future. I didn't even had signed up for college. I was, I was nervous and scared. And finally, we get to school the following Thursday, and these two history teachers, Tom Graziano and Jim Locke, call us into their room after school. We didn't know what they wanted. And they had a stack of letters, and they said, these are from all the local high schools and colleges. They want you to play their 50s dance, and we think we can be your managers, and, and we can all make some money. And that's how it started. And how, and, and then uh, how long, then, did it go? Because I know you've, over the years, done other things, but how long did Jade 50s just run it? So about 1985, 12 oh, years, wow. 12, 13 years. <laughs> We lingered on for a couple more months after I decided I've had enough of singing Mac the Knife. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, we we moved on. But you know, during that time, you know, there were times where we like, okay, we came to a low, and then we get a call from Dick Clark. Hey, we're going to put an old show, and we need a band in Chicago, and we were the band. And I remember talking to his producer Larry Klein and saying, "Look, we don't want to read music. Send us all the music. We'll memorize it." He's like, "What?" I said, we'll memorize it, and then we can do choreography behind the Shirelle. Yeah, yeah. Both Dilly and all. And so we did. And Clark goes, you guys want to come on tour? We're like, sure. And that, those are great things. <laughs> so we so, did that for four and a half years, so that made the band linger on further. And then Wolfman Jack took us on his tours. And we played with all, you know, the, uh, the Crystals, again, a lot of the same bands that Dick Clark had. Yeah. And, and then we decided, well, let's start doing original music. So we changed the name to Jade. And we came out with some original songs, and we passed them on to Dick Clark, and he played them on American Bandstand. No kidding. 
Oh, yeah. And so we started getting some airplay. Um, WIRL used to play it all the time. Sure. And uh, so we were like, you know, Midwest rock stars. But then it just got too much. Yeah, I just And so I retired for six months, and then people started throwing all sorts of money. And they're like, well, we just want you. We can put a band together. And then I put another band together, and we became the Giant Killers. And then, you know, John Brandt had just left Cheap Trick. So John joined up with me, and then we got Bill Miller, Coco Taylor's drummer, and Mike Arturi, and on and on. And then... I was, I became a stockbroker to make some money, some serious money. And my bond department that I traded with out of New York, Cantor Fitzgerald, all my traders were killed on September 11th. Oh my so I started a solo show called Let Freedom Sing. And I went all over the U.S. And I pulled in the name of one firehouse, Engine Company 55, FDNY. And I would take those firefighters out of New York around the country with me and they would, and people would, every place we played from Oklahoma to California, every place we played was packed, mostly with local firefighters who wanted to meet these guys. Right. And then the brother of a firefighter that was killed, Cliff Russell, his brother Stephen was killed on September 11th. At the end of my one year, he said, how do I continue to heal? And I never realized that that's how they were healing. So I said, well, we'll take it to the troops. Next thing I know, I get a call from Washington, D.C. Yeah, you guys are on the docket. They send me a stack of paperwork to fill out. And I put a band together called the 101st Rock Division because we wanted it to sound tough. Jade just didn't cut it. And, uh, and we went to Iraq and toured for a month on the front lines. We got shot at and mortared and bombed. And, and it was, I, I know it sounds crazy, it was cool. Because we were protected this by is wild, Joe. It's wild. Well, here's the I, thing, and, and this is from a guy in 1973 who had no idea what what he was going to do. You truly yeah. represent well, like, like life just presents it's, itself, and you said, "Okay." Yeah, it was. You know, we we I'd explain to guys, look, we're just going to ride this track and hold on tight. Yeah. And, it, and you know, and then a couple years later. I remember my my guy. We uh, I have a friend of mine who was my producer for a long time, John Steele. He, he said um, the Bears are, are, are undefeated. They're eight no. And and I and I just said, ah, we're not gonna. I said that there already is a song. It was called the Super Bowl Shuffle. We're not gonna write another song. And then I'm watching the Sunday night game where they beat the Cardinals and Denny Green goes, the Bears are who we thought they were. And you know, and he, he has this friend. All the time that. If we were to write a song, it would be called The Bears Are Who We Thought they were, We Were. And so we wrote it. We sold 50,000 copies of it. We hand-delivered it to White Hand Pantry, food stores. I sold 50,000 copies. And and I remember we were playing. We got to do the song at every television station in Chicago. We sure. lip-synced it. And they had us down at Soldier Field. Uh, yeah, it was like 22 below zero. And we're there faking lip sync. We didn't even have to fake lip syncing. Our, our lips were chattering so much. And it, we're freezing. And I remember my sound man who went to Iraq. He says, I have played the wildest gigs with you in my entire life. I can't. 
<laughs> uh, we're talking with Joe Cantafio. He and Jade Fifties will be performing Friday night at the Thirty Three Hundred Event Center. Uh, that's a coming home thing. Well, they were you actually were here a couple of years ago. But with our Craig, here's uh, the thing: is, isn't there some sort of legal child labor laws that a teacher can come to you and go, "Hey, I can make money off of you"? Yeah, I wonder about that. Back <laughs> in the day, those guys were really we putting themselves out there. So yeah, it, it didn't come in, but they knew what they were doing. So the first thing they did is they reached out to all those schools. Yeah, we had that was smart. To go yeah. photos taken. And here's what the smartest thing they did, and this is why I think we became very popular. We they get to the schools and they'd stand in the back and they were signing all these kids up on a mailing list. And they had at every high school we'd have two or three hundred names. And we did this at, we did three shows a weekend at schools, colleges and high schools. Next thing we know, we compiled the list and we brought it to this place. And they said, yeah, well, now we one had a professional mailing done, a two-page letter, and we called it the Daily Planet, you know, trying to stay in that 50s thing. Sure. And we sent it out to, to these 10,000 10, people at the first one we sent out. And now I remember we were playing the second, ch- no, Chances Are in Champagne. Sure. That was a sister club to Second Chance. Yeah. Right. Same owner. Same yeah. owner. Yeah. And uh, Bub, I, I can't think of his last name. Joel would know, but uh, Bub was his name. And um, he, he, we, we get down to Champagne, and the, the manager of the club, uh, Bill Rasner, I'll never forget his name, says, um, so how much are you guys going to charge tonight? I said, well, it's five bucks to see you. Nobody's going to pay five dollars to see a band. <laughs> Nobody. And I go, well, that's what we're charging. You're, you know, he's cursing us. You're stupid. In walks the famous linebacker from Illinois, Scott Studwell, who ended up playing for the Vikings for 12 years. And I was a big fan of his. I've loved Illinois football. My friend at the time was Chief Alinowick, guy who went to Oak Park High School with us. And so he walks in the club and he goes, who's playing tonight? And he goes, these a-holes. And he goes, well, there's a line wrapped around the building. <laughs> and and Raster walks out with Sunwell. And he comes back in and he, and he walks by and he goes, well, I still never heard of you. Well, it was packed that weekend. <laughs> our biggest fan, he puts us back all the time. That's awesome. And, but when we played, this is the great thing about when we opened Second Chance in Peoria. Yeah. The agent, we had Ken Adamani and Chuck Toller. We were in, there were five bands with them at the time. Cheap Trick, Dr. Bop and the Headliners, Little Ziggy Mizzou, uh, the Elvis Brothers, and us. And so they they booked us, and you're going to open this club. We opened the club, and before we clenched stage, Bub goes in front of this packed house. Look, I never saw these guys before. I don't know if they're good. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god, Joe! <laughs> hey, Joe, yeah. we got to wrap up and roll here. But here's what sure. I want: I got two things I want to tell you. I'm holding in my hand uh, a I've never seen one. This is a small album cover, like a mini album cover that, that is holding two forty-five records by the band Jade. Containing yeah. the hits Don't Turn Your Back on Me, Hold Out, Faith in Yourself, and Brand New Car. This was uh, autographed to our mutual friend, Phil Luciano, who was a brother of your brother, Bill. Is there a brother, Bill? My brother, Bill, yeah. yeah. Bill was not in the band. You and your other brother, Jim, were in the band. But uh, somehow, Phil had this. He heard you were going to be on our show the other day, and I had coffee with him this week, and he gifted it to me. It's beautiful. It's so great. It's wonderful. Do you still have we, any? I came up with that concept. It's a of great a idea. Double album. And Culture Club, 
had, wrote to us and said, can we use it? So their second record came out, and they put our name in Rolling Stone. That Very nice. Tapia from Jade created this new packaging. All so right, Joe, good. here's what we're doing. I have a we, feeling a night at the bar with this guy. This would be fun. We're going to hang out fun. with you, Joe, but we got to go. <laughs> we got to go. But 7.30 to 10.30 uh, Friday night, this Friday night, 3300 Event Center. Get tickets at the door. Everything will be between 55 and 63. The music will be 55 to 63. And as Joe's notes say, if you don't know this, every word to every song, shame on you. What, is, <laughs> yeah. what have you been doing? All right, Joe. Right. Love you, brother. Talk All to you right. soon. Love have, you, too. Thanks, right, guys. To you. Have a great day. You, too. That's a guy right there. That's how you do a I'm deal. St- <laughs> That's how you do a deal. That's how you do it. Is you just go. Yeah. I'm going to tell you every story I got, and I'm going to bring it to Peoria, and let's play.